welcome to Fusion and Hockey Podcast, the only podcast called Fusion and Hockey Podcast. Now I'm here with Tai Se Fu, and I just have a special announcement to make. Let's hear it. Because yesterday I decided to count up all the episodes we've ever released. Yep. Today, just so happens to be our 210th episode. Very well done. <laughs> what a milestone. Love to 210. see 210. Jeez. I, I remember checking a few weeks ago, and I was like, oh, we crossed 200, and we didn't even notice. Yep. This is just as large. Actually, it's larger than 200, <laughs> one might say. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just take a moment to uh, appreciate just how many you know episodes have been published. Yeah. That's a lot of talking. Sure is. Yeah. I, re- I remember we um, we made note of it when we hit 50. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we just I haven't looked back since. <laughs> yeah. And all of a sudden, we're at uh, four times that amount. Yeah. Yeah, 210. Over four times. Crazy. Would you like to count up the exact number of hours and minutes that we've spent How would I recording? How would I? You go and you see, you know, all this episode was like oh, one hour, Christ. four minutes, 26 seconds, plus one hour, 14 minutes, five seconds, I think and we so can on. Take a general average, you know? It's about an hour 15 per. That's average, like... probably a little shorter. You think? Okay, so Especially with hour? all those COVID episodes that were like 50 minutes. Okay, so say an hour. So that's 210 hours. That Man, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> that's so many hours. That is a lot of hours. That's like How nine days did... talking straight without <laughs> sleeping, 24 hours straight, just talking, recording, published, yep. on the airs forever. Love to see it. Should we delete our earliest episodes? Um... A good question. I feel like a lot of podcasts do do that. Do they do that? You think? Yeah. Or like they go, they get archived, and then you can't access them ever. Yeah. So like the earliest episodes, like episode eighty or whatever the fuck. I feel like I've seen that before. I've seen some podcasts where they'll leave certain older, but then they'll just archive like a few or like bad ones. Like you know, the, or they'll you know handpick like oh let's get rid of this one, let's get rid of that one. Yeah. And just leave some of the oldies. Okay, we can do that. I mean, it's more work. It's more work than it's worth, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And like, you know, what's the point? Clean up the feed? I don't think I would. No, the point is our personal embarrassment. Oh. Well, I guess that's that's, that's fair. Should we do a reaction episode to our first episode? No, we shouldn't. I I think that would be funny. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, yeah, maybe. Special 210th episode. Oh, you're saying today we should? No, no, like in the future. But in honor of the 210th episode, you know, we (laughs) we have a listening. Maybe episode number like 225. Sure. We're really like... 222. When are we not busy though? You know, it's like in terms of content to talk about where we can really go through that, you think? August. Yeah. So, you know, now we're thinking like 260, you know? Episode 260 special. All right. Should we... I'm going to write that down. Okay. For when? When is this popping up? Where's August this? 2024. Yeah. Fusion reaction to pilot. Wow. This is the the first episode that's on the feed right now, right? So that was not the one we recorded in high school? No. Okay. Oh, that one! I think that's still floating around somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. Where, where do we put that? On SoundCloud. Yeah, and then... So I guess it's still... It's got to be up there, right? Unless you took it down. I didn't take it down. I didn't touch it, so... Hey, you know, that's out there too. But that I think that might be just a, a notch even lower than our first than our actual pilot. So yeah, we, we're sitting in a in a stairwell. Echoey ass stairwell. Yeah. Did we have one mic that we were passing back and forth? I think so. I don't know. If, I don't know why that was. Was that, that we couldn't figure out two mics? 
Yeah, with like the rinky dink ass computer. I didn't even have my own laptop yet at that point. Me neither. I got it a few months later before I started Sage. Yeah, I got mine a couple years later. So years. Yeah, years. I uh, borrowed a laptop from my Sage app ah. during the COVID era, oh. and then got my own for university. So okay. that's where it's at. Man, I've used no tool more than this laptop in my entire life. Me neither. <laughs> Is that the same one since you... Since yes, this yeah. exact uh, laptop is over four years old now. Wow. How's which it? I feel is a pretty good accomplishment for me. Yeah, how's it working? It's still working well. Okay, no, no It's no just kind of dirty. Sure. Well, that's fixable, you know? But I don't Or uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't need to be fixable either, you know? It doesn't need to be fixed. Yeah. Uh-huh. I've had... You know, you know what is also coming up on four years old? My headphones. Have mm. you seen how disheveled they look? No. Like the the... You know, the, what are they called? Like the cushions? Sure. Yeah. Just popping out left and right. Okay. It looks kind of, if you take a glance at it, you'd think it was gross. It's not gross, but if you took a glance, you would think it was gross. <laughs> you don't think it's an indication or anything? The hmm? first glance? Yeah, don't judge a no, book No, it's just because it's like yellow. That's why it looks, it's like, oh, that's not supposed to be yellow, but Wait. it's just a cushion. So it is yellow? No, no, it is, the thing, it is supposed to be yellow, but yeah. the part that is yellow is supposed to be hidden by the oh, part that's black. Okay, okay. And but it's popping out. All right, I see. Okay. So that's what you mean it looks gross on. Yeah. Like, oh shit, there's some yellow shit leaking out, but it's actually meant to be yellow. Yeah, the thing is meant to be yellow, it's just not meant to be shown. Gotcha. All right. Mm-hmm. But you know well, what is meant to be shown? What's meant to be shown? Uh the Buffalo Sabres on TV when they play. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Which they did three times this week. Yeah. Mhm. But how where would you like to to go with this? I don't know. This is a interesting week. Yeah. Um, inconsistent team. I guess we'll get into the games and we can talk about what we think about them. Um, you would say inconsistent. Offensively, yeah. It feels like you know a bit on and off, and I would I wouldn't say kind of middling. Yeah, I would say middling is a better okay. word than inconsistent for yeah. their offense and general performances. Like, sure, they haven't looked like last year at any point where they were really rolling offensively. Yeah, I would say. Um, but yeah, well, sometimes it's really just like there's nothing going on, you know. So it's inconsistent in that respect, you know. So yeah, middling team, and I think they're 500 exactly right now, right? So sounds about right. Checks out. So yeah, they played the the, what, the Hurricanes, the Wild, and the Penguins this week. One and two, or oh, one one and one. There we go. That's what yep. it was. Um, and let's start. Sabres Hurricanes. Uh, I guess I'll take us through the game. Tony D'Angelo uh, scored on a power play goal from the point. I think that went off. That went off of Jordan Greenway's knee, right? Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunate deflection. Um, unfortunate guy. Um, but yeah, the Hurricanes. You know, just uh, they were they were clicking offensively. All sorts of chances. Um, you know, like fucking Jack Drury's out here on a breakaway. You know, Martin look looking all great. Kakanyemi looks great. He has he's had a great season, a great start to the season, and they're just all sorts of chances. Uh, and it seems like the Sabers can't really contain them. Um, although uh, they do they do tie it up at one. Alex Tuck is. Looking pretty good. Um, forces a turnover in the offensive zone. Uh, you know, Seth Seth Jarvis looking like a fucking doofus in front of his own net. Yeah, he did. Just really coughing it up there in the worst possible location. Just way too casual with the puck. Easy takeaway for Tuck, and he buries it. Um, yeah, so that 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 made it one one. Um, Kane's made it two one. Brady Shea, one timer. Just a cross seam pass. Very nice puck sequence by the Hurricanes. This is how you know they're fucking clicking. You know. Um, yeah. that, that cycle, it wasn't your standard, you know, just rimming around the boards and everyone's kind of a bit stationary. Maybe you switch the point man every so often. They were like fucking zipping around. 
Uh, and then the reason Brady Shea got that had that one time, he was wide open. They just completely lost him in coverage. Um, and they're just really skating laps around the Sabres. Um, and then uh, Dalene tied it up. Great little goal. Um, you know, solo effort. Pass it off. Pass it off the fucking boards to himself. No, this reminded me of what. Uh, one kid I used to play with when I was like 10, 11 years old. Yeah. He was the best player on our team yeah. by a pretty decent margin. Sure. He used to do that exact thing oh, yeah. all the time. <laughs> Skate like, you know, kind of close to the boards. Yeah. You approach the opposing defenseman, mm-hmm. uh, bounce the puck off the boards, skate around the defenseman the other way, retrieve the puck. Sure. It worked very, very often yeah, for him. Well, and worked. I guess this is as good, how good Rasmus Dallin is. Yeah. Just incredible talent. Um, Just like this 11-year-old guy. Exactly. Exactly as talented. Yeah. Equal equal levels of talent. Mm. But yeah, you had the audacity to do that. Shot it from the face-off circle. You know, maybe... Who was in that? This is Lukanen's game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, could have maybe saved that, but... You know, it, it's a great play by, by uh, Darlene. Um, yeah, Ranta had a nice little moment there. That crazy save where he came out on Casey Middlestat. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he had a pretty good game, I'd say. Um, and then robs Jordan Greenway on the rebound, just kind of diving way out of his net. And then, uh, yeah, overtime shows up. So we get the point. Natchez scores in overtime as the Hurricanes kind of circle the Sabres until the Sabres got tired. Yeah, and they then, were, mm-hmm. yeah, Natchez beat a, beat, beat his man to the net. They just they left them very exhausted. Yeah, especially it was Owen Power in particular at the end. Natchez got behind. Right. I, I can't remember. I rarely have seen a team that obviously exhausted, <laughs> yeah. like panting and all three of those guys. All just three, <laughs> fucking ragged. Uh huh. Yeah. So coming out of this game, I felt it's about. You know, Buffalo, like, uh, you know, played okay and got beat by a better team. Not the better team, yeah, absolutely. They're just, they're okay, they're fine. Yeah. They had their chances. Mm-hmm. But Carolina was just, like, clearly better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I still, you know, this game didn't make me, like, feel bad about thinking they would make the playoffs. Sure. Or anything like that. It was just one of those games, you know? Mm-hmm. It was also the second career game for Ryan Johnson. Yeah. I think he's playing with Dalene, right? Was it? I think so. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, I remember we, not long ago we roasted this the Sabres for even uh, signing him instead of taking the compensatory comp- uh, second round yeah. pick. He was that guy. Okay, yeah, yeah. Huh. We were like, look, this guy can't can't do any can isn't barely scoring in the NCAA. Why don't they just take like the sixty third overall pick? That was us. Yeah, and you know what? I, I'm not. I, I don't regret that take. <laughs> I don't regret that take. He seems fine. He's not like. He's, he's, it's Dalene making him look good at the end of the day, right? Sure. Very sheltered. But I think even sense. if he becomes like a mainstay third pairing defenseman uh, for you know the foreseeable future, and at how old is he? He's like 23 years old or so. Yeah. I think that's of the smart choice then to have held on to him. Still not there yet, though. You know, he's only here because you know Samuelson was on IR, right? So um, very much a. But he looks like he could. This week, I think he looks sure. like he could be. Okay. Yeah. He could hold his own, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. Sell high, Buffalo. There have been worse second-round picks, so, you know. Oh, yeah. Most second-round picks never play in the NHL. Absolutely. So, there okay. you have it. Maybe the pick has aged slightly poorly so far. Mm-hmm. More potential to be worse down the road. Um, but, yeah, onto the onto the wild. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And I was particularly excited for this game because Devin Levy started. You did. He's been having a rough start up until this point. Yeah, that's the thing. I, w- I wish we got to see more of him this week. Right. I guess Buffalo now is kind of doing the alternating goalie thing. Yep. It was Lukanen, Levy, Lukanen. And I just want to just want to point out some facts. Uko Pekalukanen lost both his games this week. Yeah. Devin Le- Levy won his. Just saying. So true. 
Just saying. Can't dispute the evidence. You cannot dispute. And I think this actually proves beyond a shadow of a doubt. Oh, Jesus Christ. Devin Levy <laughs> should be the undisputed starter for the Buffalo Sabres. He's looked so bad to begin the season. What are you Not in the game about? I watched this week. Ah, of course. I, gotta, Is this what we're talking about? Trust the eyes. You gotta, you gotta make conclusions so based solely on what we watch. Yes. All right. No. Well, okay. I, I will say though, say if this trend does continue that we have seen this week, I think Buffalo should actually. No, here's what I'll say. I'll get more okay. specific about it. Right, We've sure. got a few debate, debates about this, like alternating goalie strategy. Yeah. Buffalo is a team. They're you know they're 500. They've had an okay start to the year, but because the Atlantic is very strong, they're currently seventh in the in the Atlantic Division. If they want to make the playoffs, and Devin Levy plays a game like this against Minnesota, where he was awesome, had was rocking a 9.43 at the end, he should be starting the next game too, and they should be saying, oh, based on the most recent evidence, Devin Levy, starting goalie. Most recent evidence is one game, you know? Exactly. I, I, I would understand. Look, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm pro-tandem in general, but not extreme pro-tandem where it's any circumstance. Like you said, if there's a hot hand, especially if you're, you know, in a bit of a crunch, you know, you're very much in the playoff race, you're not, you know, relaxed out there on top of the standings or anything, then yeah, sure, you go with a hot hand. But you're not going to go off of one game. That's fucking psychotic. Well, you're not <laughs> so going off. And then, if, and then if he sucks the next game, then you put Lucan in back. No, no, no. You got to go the tandem, and then one guy, you know, excels in the tandem, then you can promote him to you give him more stars. All right, fine. That's how I see it. And he has not. Look, this is Devin Levy. All right. This is only his second game that we watched that he was above 900 save percentage all season. And, and look how far above it he was. <laughs> Very, very. But everything else, all, all, all in the 800s in the games prior. That's like six straight games of being in the 800s. That's not a guy, after one good game, I want to give... It's turning around for him. Sure. Then I'm going to watch it turn I have around such a over feeling. a span of like five games, and then I'll give him more more starts compared to Lukanen. Um I think I know the reason he was playing poorly before this. Okay, let's hear it. He wasn't playing enough. Mm. They should have played him more. He would have been better. Okay. Interesting. I'm only kind of joking. Oh, really? Well, we'll never know, will we? Unless they start playing him every day. That's right. Every hour. Every single second. Um, 210 yeah. times. That's how it works. <laughs> um, so, yeah, let's let's get into the game. Um, what do we? So, yeah, you just looked great all game. Just a Devin yeah. Levy. Oh, I can about? run through this one. Yeah, sure. Go for it. Yeah, so late in the first period in particular is when the momentum started to turn in, in Buffalo's favor. That's where Henry, Henry Yoki Haru one-timer uh, from the point from Owen Power made it one nothing Buffalo. Uh, but unfortunately, the Sabres couldn't make it to the end of the period. They couldn't survive. This, actually, I, this was a bit of a theme this week. They were giving up goals late in the periods and early in the periods, mm. which most coaches would say is a sign of a mentally weak team. I, I, not, not my words, though. I'm sure. just, just throwing it out there. Okay. They couldn't get out of the period. Uh, Matt Boldy across the ice to Kirill Kaprizov. Uh, and the first thing I noticed, this was very similar to the Brady Shea goal from the previous game. Aho to Shea cross seam. And I started to think, hmm, is this like a, a particular defensive weakness that the Sabres have? Um, and the game carries on, you know, Marco Rossi. I notice him get stonewalled by Devin Levy. Pump my fist in the air, despite the fact that I love Marco Rossi. I love <laughs> Devin Levy a little bit more. Uh, with a big glove save, you know. Yeah. And it was more uh, late period scoring. Um, this time on, on Buffalo's side, though. I enjoyed this play very much. Uh, J.J. Paterka poke-checked Kirill Kaprizov at the point, And Jeff Skinner gets the breakaway. Kind of slows the play down. So many deeks. 
And we get to hear Jeff Skinner's personalized goal song, mm. Breaking Free, from High School Musical. And, you know, because I think Jeff Skinner, I think was probably the Sabres' best player this week. Most consistent player, possibly. Certainly an argument for it, yeah. And, I, yeah. you know, I, I'm, you're reminded of uh, how bad he was just a few years ago under Ralph Kruger. Yeah. And on the fourth line, get a healthy scratch. And once saying, this is by far the worst contract in the league, $9.5 for so many years. I think the problem was just Ralph Kruger. Because he was great before Ralph Kruger showed yeah. up. So terrible when Ralph Kruger was there. And then very soon after Ralph Kruger left, now he's pretty much back to form. Last year he had, like I think, almost a career year. Might have been a career high in goals or at least kind of close. And he's looking kind of like a, like a water bug who definitely belongs on the top line and is playing like he's like the worth of the $9 million. <laughs> It's fucking crazy, huh? Yeah. What, a, what a turnaround, you know? <laughs> Honestly. Um, yeah, very impressed by, by the dude. He's, he's all over the place. Mm. Uh, he's totally driving the bus on offense. Uh, and... Uh, yeah, I was I was under the impression he was washed, you know, but I think everybody was. And then he had last season, and he's still looking great this season. So, yeah. you know, I think you pointing the finger at Ralph Kruger, certainly not out of place for that. Remember, Ralph, because under Kruger, the Sabres were so bad. Like, they had reached, like, new lows under mm-hmm. Ralph Kruger around, like, 2020, uh, 2021, thereabouts. And it was just, everyone was in such misery. I remember when Ralph Kruger was fired, he said, like, this has been such a great experience. I'm so happy for this. <laughs> For this chance. This was a lot of fun. Thanks, that? guys. No, I don't remember that. Uh, that's funny. Wow. Oh, we love that. Happy, happy go lucky guy comes in, ruins franchise, <laughs> and walks away. Still happy. <laughs> the thankful end. for the opportunity. Yeah. Wow, what a goofy guy. Yeah. Anyway, you go off to do. Where was his bad deal again? Like he. Well, he came from and, soccer. Okay, that's what it was. Yeah. All right. Maybe he just didn't know enough about hockey. Could be it. Could be it. All right. Um, Why aren't yeah. you kicking the puck? I'm sure that's what he said. Yep. I'm sure that's what Jeff Skinner was trying to do all those years where he looked like shit, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, Jeff, my favorite Jeff Skinner, fun fact, he has, uh, as a kid, he was a figure skater. Huh. I knew that. I, that that rings a bell. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think I've seen the picture, you know? They probably ran it during the broadcast or some shit. Yeah, I've definitely seen the picture. Yeah. Remember, you know, Paul Romanuk does those, like, hockey superstars books every year? Yeah. With like the he like picks like I don't know eighteen players to profile. Sure. Yeah, I used to I have like two of those from like around 2012, yeah. 2013. and that's where I learned that Jeff Skinner fact. Wow, very nice. Mm-hmm. I might have read the same book, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I was always well, not always. I was I remember at the time being interested by how does he choose which players to profile? Mm. Arbitrarily, the eye test. He watches yeah. the game because it's definitely not like the top twenty players. Or no, whatever. no, absolutely not. It's just. Mm-hmm. Who does fucking Paul Roman look like this year? Yeah, exactly. You know, Honestly. I could I could pick my like fifteen players right now. Write a profile on that, them. No, that I would put in my hockey superstars book. Devin Levy. No. 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 Well, we put. You'd Con- be on the cover. You sure you wouldn't be on the cover? Connor Bedard, as you know, he's got to. He's the big name. Sure. He's got to go in there. Yeah. Cole Caulfield's going in there. Okay. Yeah. Of course. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, David Pasternak. Okay. Jeff Skinner. All right. I know a fun fact about him. I can put in that book. <laughs> really? What is it? He used to be a figure skater. Oh, shit. I've never heard of and that He sucked into Ralph Kruger. <laughs> yeah. Who are the other kind of like big topical names? They're not just great players, but topical names. Topical names? Mm-hmm. What the fuck does that mean? Quinn Hughes. He's having a career year. Topical in what sense? Like... Topical in like uh, people are thinking about them especially. Okay. Jack Eichel. Just won a Stanley Cup. Why would you do with Thatcher Demko? I always bring up Thatcher Demko. He's great. He's on top of mind. Everyone's talking Vezina Man, Vezina Man. I've only heard this from Pavel Manchukov, yeah. Calder finalist, Calder winner. 
<laughs> Calder winner in my heart. Absolutely. In my heart, too. Anyway, this is kind of a bad idea for a segment. Uh, anyway, let's scratch it. All right, moving on to the third period of this game. T- yep. Taze Thompson, um, who was okay this week. You know, he yeah. shows flashes of dominance. And he, he did so in this particular moment. Connect with Jeff Skinner and then Paterka finishes in front. Embarrassing the Minnesota defense. Made it 3-1 Buffalo. Yep. Then Minnesota, they got one more goal later on. Another cross-seam pass. Mm. One-timer. Poorly defended by Tage Thompson and Connor Clifton. This one was Kaprizov to Eric Sinek. Made it, made it 3-2. Uh, and uh, Spur- Jared Spurgeon cranked one off the post very late, 10 seconds ago. Buffalo. Some might say Buffalo got lucky. I say Devin Levy made that happen. <laughs> Um, moved it with his fucking mind. And the Sabres win. Uh, well, the goalies always say the post was all I gave him to shoot at. Ah, of course. Yeah. Um, Sabres um, win. Yep. Um, what Do you make anything of this like poor cross-seam one-timer defense pattern that we that I saw emerge in these two games? Well, I just, you know, it's it's how a lot of goals are scored nowadays. But if you, you know, when you see it, a trend like that, just the, the defensive structure could clearly be improved. That's a, I don't think it's anything more than that. You know, it's just... And he's be better at defending those passes. So yeah. true. You should so go to the locker room and tell them that. <laughs> I will. Improve. Get your sticks in the lanes, you know? Yeah, protect the house. Ah, that's right. Don't make a fucking don't make the goalie move left or right so much, please. Mm-hmm. You know? Because it's um, definitely not a goalie problem. I know Devin Levy, it's not his fault. Superstar. But yeah. Okay. Well, on to the on to the last game of the week. Lukanen starts again. Oh. And it would prove to be a mistake. Wow. I'm sure they would have won if Devin Levy had been in there. Me too. Yeah, absolutely. I think it would have been a one nothing shutout, a shootout win or some shit like that. Buffalo would have actually scored more. Ah, uh, yes, he would have incentivized them to score, of course. Um, but yeah, uh, they look like shit, absolute shit. Um, all, all game, Penguins look better. Skinner looked good still. Skinner looked good. Yeah, nice little breakaway uh, that was saved by Jari. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they just uh, let's see. So Malkin started the game off, wacky ass goal. From behind the fucking net, way off to the side, off of Lukanen's head. Are you telling me that Dollar Boy Devin Levy would yeah, not have made right. that yeah. safe? This is the one. This is the one. You know, it's like Devin Levy would have had his head in the game yeah. and not hitting the puck <laughs> <laughs> into the back of the net. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, terrible. Have you heard that that joke? Um, I feel like it's mostly in in baseball. I've heard it when I was playing on the rare occasions that like a kid at the plate would like get hit in the head with the ball, and because mm-hmm. they had a helmet and wouldn't hurt, you know. Or barely hurt, and some parent from the crowd always goes, "That's a good way to use your head," and expects a bunch of laughs. Oh boy, what an overused joke. Yeah. Uh, anyways, so you have heard it. Yeah, I've heard it. I've heard it before. At soccer, I guess. Something like that. Yeah, that's it. I guess it's probably even more abused in soccer because people do do that intentionally. Exactly. Or not intentionally. They just go bonk. Especially kids. Yeah. Chilling. Smart thinking. <laughs> I haven't heard that one before. I <laughs> <laughs> have more galaxy brain. Oh, can they, oh nice. There's a ball hitting the head. Ah, that's the way to use your galaxy brain. Well done. Thank you. You should, you should, you should use that in kids' soccer game next time. You, next time I go to watch children's play soccer. Or children's. <laughs> or baseball. Good call. Um, but yeah, they made a 2 nothing. Drew O'Connor, I think his first goal of the year. Uh, yeah, so it's rough too, huh? Okay, off the rush, right through Lukanen's arm. Just squeeze it right by. You should have had that. I'm telling you. Yikes. I'm Gross. telling you. Gross. Get Devin in there. Yeah. You may still made a couple of nice saves between the second and the third goals, though. You know, Crosby on the two on one. Riley Smith off the rush. But uh, they made it three nothing. Um, Eric Carlson. Power play goal. Wrist shot from the point. It bounced off of Johnson's stick. 
Yes, Ryan yeah. Johnson. Ryan yeah. Johnson's pick. And then uh, that's, that's unfortunate. unfortunate. And, and Eric Carlson scored the empty net goal. Yep. Love to see it. 4 nothing. End of the game. Forfeit wins for Pittsburgh. Why shout out Pittsburgh? And the third Tristan Jari shutout. Absolutely. Looking great. Uh, and they're they're like back above 500 or at 500. They're back in it. That's what I'm saying. Fuck yeah. Feels good. Feels good. Brian Rust looks great. I want to shout out Brian Rust. Looks great. Anyways, they look like shit though. And, uh, yeah. and that, that game was their worst of the week. Oh, absolutely. Undoubtedly. No offense. Just basically nothing. Mm-hmm. So... What conclusions do you draw for um, Buffalo? What conclusions? Because I going think... into this week, I think we were saying like, oh, look, look, judging by their record, they've been pretty middling. You know, uh, they're obviously last year that were it was all offense, no defense. And now, while the defense and goaltending, I think, have both improved, the offense somehow seems to have dried up, gotten worse, despite really no change in personnel. Yeah. What, what do you understand. make of this? I, I, I really don't understand. I think, yeah, just a strange dip in scoring, but they really look completely ineffective when you compare them to last year. Um, and, yeah, I think maybe a sh- you know, shake up in the lineup or something. I think, first of all, the, the, the depth is not great, I think, for the forwards. Um, you look at that you know, fourth line, the Tyson Jost line, is basically playing like third line minutes right now. And who's on that fourth line? There's uh, fucking oh, Matthew, we didn't mention Matthew Savoy made his uh, NHL debut. Oh yeah, and barely played. And played like three minutes. Yeah. Um, and that kind of I feel like that's a testament too. They don't really know what they're doing with that fourth line. You know, it's an experiment for Savoy. I guess an experience mm-hmm. and whatever. But like, even then, you know, like Victor Olsen's having a horrible season. Um, and then you got guys like you know like Peyton Krebs on that fourth line, not really doing much and being pretty invisible. So I think you know when you guys guys you got guys like Thompson who's not having nearly a dominant season as he was last year. Um. Yeah, yeah, no one to really pick, pick up the slack from the bottom six because the bottom six is kind of a black hole. It's like a fourth line playing third line minutes and then dudes who just aren't good enough flat out. They don't, they don't have the players right now. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of, I think that's part of the reason why like I, I see still the potential for them to heat up. You know? Because sure. I think there's part of that like an odd depth. Like Peyton Krebs, I think it's probably just a question of finding the right role for him. I don't think he sucks. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's a bad player. I think it's like Peyton Krebs playing on like my fourth line. What's what's his role there? You know, I think he does need to be in more of kind of a, you know, a bit more of an offensive role, um, to to get going. And besides that, also like you know the guys like, uh, Thompson, like Dylan Cousins has been okay. You know, uh, and even Alex Tuck. You know, he had that one goal this week. I think. I, I do see, especially with Thompson, the potential to kind of you know reignite that offense. And assuming the defense and goaltending stays as it has been, which is fine, and I think the goaltending can improve also as well, which is play more levy exactly. Okay. Um, I still I'll stand by my prediction that this team will make the playoff. I don't think that's completely unreasonable. I think yeah, there's absolutely upside that can that can still be unlocked. I don't know. Um, after watching this, now I think you know maybe what they were like third in the league in goals last year or something. And it's At like, least yeah, it was like did they catch magic in a bottle for a season and then you know. Things are kind of simmering down for a bit, and this is just a part of the natural regression. That is the concern. Yeah, um, and and that's watching them. It 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 wasn't that type of offensive dominance that, you know, it, it, that indicates perhaps that the, uh, you know like the positive regression is coming in the future. Um, it was you know games where they just looked largely offensively invisible, especially that Pittsburgh game. They just 
look completely listless, but even even against Carolina, right? You know, I know that's one of the better teams in the league, but it's still like, you know, it doesn't feel like you have the offensive guns to keep up. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, we'll see, we'll see if that's a matter of, you know, certain players stepping up, like your tops and like your cousins. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. I, I think it's really hard to tell for me. Um, but, you know, J.J. Paterka looks great. I don't think we talked about him yet, but uh, he had a nice week. He sure does. So him and Skinner, those are my top two guys this week. Thumbs up. My top guy is Devin Levy. Can't dispute that. He had a great game the one game he played. So. There you have it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. He oh. gave up the fewest goals of any Sabres goalie that played this week. That's how it is. Sure is. Yep. All right. So I guess that that's it on Buffalo. Mm-hmm. But we have some... We talked about the Oilers last week. we got to do it again. Yeah, we do. How topical. Yeah. So Calvin Picard, <laughs> you know, we talked about last week, and he was called up. Hasn't played a game. Mm. Oddly. You figure they'd at least try him out once. Sure. Try anything at the wall. But instead, fire Jay Woodcroft. <laughs> He's out of there. First yep. coach fired of the season. Yep. Do you think this is, uh, do think this makes sense? Do I think it makes sense? Would you have made that move? Would I have made it? I don't think I would have made it. I don't think the, the solution calls for Jay Woodcroft's firing. Um, I think he's proved himself to be a, a good enough coach where I don't think he's really at the, the root of the problems. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I see a lot of people calling for firing Ken Holland. Sure, I, I can get more down with that personally because um, I think, you know, the, the, what's being exposed right now are the issues with the roster and how it's constructed. And, you know, there are issues with coaching. Um, the defensive game this year for Edmonton has looked like completely terrible compl- compared to last year. Mm-hmm. I think they, I think Woodcroft was saying he, he changed them to a, a zone defense system from a man defense system this year, like over the offseason. That clearly hasn't panned out, so poor choice there. But even so, it feels like, um, yeah, so maybe it is like a synergy of bad, co- bad coaching decisions and bad roster construction. But I feel like at the core, um, the, the supporting cast still isn't good enough. Um, and, uh, yeah, but I guess the logical thing is to throw out the coach when you start off this poorly, but I wouldn't have done so personally. You? Um, yeah, I think, see, I don't know if firing Ken Holland would make any difference because it kind of feels like he's already fired, even though he's working there. You think so? Really? Well, cause here's, here's my, I saw this and I'm reading on the oil rig.ca okay. during the press conference. Um, after they hired the new coach, uh, what's his name? Uh, and, uh, something Bach, Nob, Nobach, Nobber, Chris Knoblock, Knoblock. That's yeah. it. Uh, Chris Knoblock, who used to coach McDavid and Junior. Yeah, that's the fun thing, huh? Yeah, what a coincidence. Um, so they were asked, the others were asked if um, they had uh, consulted like the, some of the players with this hiring. Ken Holland says, <clears throat> "I did talk. I have talked over this." Passed with the veterans on our team. I'm not going to tell you what they said. I take the information. Ultimately, I have to make decisions. Obviously, Jeff, and that's uh, Jeff Jackson. Yeah. Uh, Jeff's got a long, long, long relationship with McDavid. You can probably talk about that. And then Jeff Jackson answered the same question. Did you talk to players on the team? Yeah. Said, yeah, no, I mean, we didn't consult with the players on this decision. <laughs> Never spoke with, with Connor or Leon or Nugent Hopkins or Darnell Nurse. It's like, you know, yeah. or any of the other leadership group. These guys are here to play hockey, and, and they know that. That's what they want to do. They don't like being involved in these types of decisions. That's my experience. So the fact that Chris Knobloch was Connor's coach in Erie 
it only has something to do with this because I think Chris Knobloch is a very good coach. Connor didn't what? have anything to do with this decision, <laughs> and neither did the other leadership group. Okay. So they just directly contradicted each other. Yeah, they did. What's up with that? It's so weird. And it seems like Ken Holland is kind of waiting out the end of his contract at the end of the year, and Jeff Jackson is calling more of the shots. Maybe. Yeah. Kind of sounds like, I don't know, hard, hard to... I feel like it's hard to extrapolate exactly what the dynamics are at play here mm-hmm. between Jackson and Colin, but it, it is certainly weird. Um, and uh, tensions are brewing. Because I believe it was Ken Holland who spoke first, so I feel like uh, it would Jeff Jackson is kind of the one who is much more secure in himself, rightly or wrongly, the fact that Ken Holland would say that, and Jackson would just say, no, actually, just completely contradict him. Yeah. They didn't follow the bit of like whatever we say is the truth. Yeah. They, they, there's no cohesion like that it was i will no you're fucking wrong splits at the top that's the first sign of a crisis yeah absolutely and it, it feels like yeah yeah you, you have no confidence in this management group to ride out a crisis properly you can't oh, use the course. oilers oh jesus christ uh, isn't no. paul coffee going behind the bench now as like an assistant coach oh, really or? wow love that i have no fun is it true are the assistant gms to ken holland his son and keith gretzky no way no I, way no way that I'll, would be that would be insane I want to check this out because I don't know what I'm thinking of. Uh, Edmonton, Oilers, assistant. We should really do more prep <laughs> if we had time for it. All right, here we go. I'm on NHL.com. Jeff Jackson is CEO, hockey operations, and alternate governor. Paul Coffey, special advisor to owner and chairman. Sure. Ken Holland, GM President of Hockey Ops. Oh, Jesus yeah, Keith Gretzky, Assistant General Manager. Brad Bill Holland. Scott is Assistant General Manager. And Brad Holland oh, also. Boy. Yeah, so those are two of the three. Wow. Keith Gretzky, Ken Holland's son, and someone named Bill Scott. And <laughs> That's Bill, not a bad Bill Scott is Salary Cap yeah. and Hockey Ops. Okay, so more of an analytic role, I guess. Less decision makey. It sure feels like, you know, mm-hmm. compared to Brad Holland, who's director of professional scouting, or just Keith Gretzky, who's managing the you know the Bakersfield Condors. No, That's I a think sign of a healthy organization. That's what I say. Yeah, for some reason, uh, Daryl Katz or Cates, however you say it, has always seemed to want to you know load up the front office with former Oilers and people who, and. He kind of he kind of like I love nepotism, like it's 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 not like I think he knows exactly what nepotism is, but he thinks it's a good thing. Mm. I see. Keep it in the family. Exactly, that's the impression I get. Sure. And it's like, well, coincidence, you know, because we're all part of one community of the Oilers, so we're all going to be on the same page. Yeah, bring in your family. We have a shared history. It's great. Is that a song? Yeah, I just made it up. It's the Daryl. Bring in your family. Have your Bobby Nicks burger. <laughs> That's right. Throwback. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, just, just rot top to bottom. You know. Not a good outlook, i got to say. You think they can turn it around, though? Because, yeah, you know, the, the, one of the catalysts was they lost to the Sharks. Very mm-hmm. funny bit. Yeah. Um, then they let Woodcroft win his last game, and then they fired him. Yeah, I don't know what was up with the timing there. But anyway, um, I, uh, I wanted to also... What was it? What was I going to say? Oh, yes. Um, one particular problem I think the Oilers are pre- facing at this exact moment is that Connor McDavid is playing hurt. Mm, yes, he doesn't look like himself. He came back early from his injury to play in the Heritage Classic against the Flames. That's the impression I get. 
And now his point pace is like half of what he had last year. Yeah. He's on like a 70-point pace, which dating all the way back to his rookie season is completely unheard of levels of low for Connor McDavid. I think the only explanation is that he's playing hurt. Um, and the Oilers are doing making the mistake that many teams have made before, which is saying, we got to turn this around right now, and we need our best player to do it. Um, this is a bad idea for obvious reasons. And I think McDavid should be placed on IR. And he should be recovering, and then maybe the season will be lost. But it'll. But it's. I think it's much much more demoralizing for the team in general, and for McDavid, and for the fans, for McDavid to be playing and clearly not up to par, and for the team to continue losing. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, what more can you do? You know. Yeah. Got no real excuse. Um, yeah, and this yeah, gives you a built-in excuse: job security. Put McDavid on IR. Come on, guys, get with through. it. Yeah, it, it is a testament to how uh, you know. This team can't live live and breathe without McDavid on the team. You know, they're, they're so desperate to have him back. Uh, and there's no, there's, they don't feel like they can turn around without him. So, but, you know, absolutely, I agree. He shouldn't be playing. He shouldn't be playing. He looks better when he's not playing, uh, when, when he's fully healthy um, and not in his current state. Yes. Yeah, what do, what do you think? So, and then this team, you think they just had better goaltending to be in a much better place? Their PDO right now is 94. Sure would help. Yeah. It'd probably be at least closer to a playoff spot. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, part of it is... Play Calvin Picard. Sure. I said this last week. Can't hurt. It reminds me so much. Remember Phoenix Copley last year? Mm-hmm. With the Kings, when I was like, Quick and Peterson have been so, so, so bad. Yeah. Makes, make Phoenix Copley your starter, no questions asked. What are the odds he's worse? And that's mm-hmm. what ended up happening. He wasn't worse. And he was better than both yeah. of them. I, the exact same thing will happen with Calvin Picard. All right. Mark my words. If he gets the playtime. If they let him play a single game. Yeah. Which I think will happen eventually, especially because Jack Campbell has been somehow even worse in the AHL than he was in the NHL. I mean, we've, Jack Campbell, you've seen throughout his entire career, he's he will really kind of ride momentums of confidence or lack thereof. Yeah. You know, so when things are going bad for him, there many people will agree that he will get in his own head and kind of like dig his own grave a little bit, and to get waived and sent to the AHL, guys, got to be like a low point for him at least in the past several years, and it's showing that he's given up a bunch of soft goals left and right in Bakersfield. Yeah, absolutely. Is this quote? He, was like, he said he was surprised when he was demoted. Thought he was playing pretty well. Really? Yes. This is a quote he had a few days ago. I was like, that's delusional. That seems unlike Jack Campbell. Yeah. I remember in Toronto, he would always be very hard on himself. He'd give well, like yeah, he, he acknowledged... one stinker goal and still win the game and be like, oh, I almost cost the boys. I need to be better than that. Yeah, he acknowledged in that interview I saw that you know he's, he's generally pretty hard on himself. But he was like, no, I was still pretty surprised. I thought I was playing well. The numbers don't bear that out whatsoever, by the way. I oh, mean, of course. He looked like shit. Maybe, maybe this is him realizing he's hard on himself, realizing that he needs to improve in that respect, mm. and, and then just becoming delusional. <laughs> Took 180 degrees. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe, but uh, yeah, doesn't look good. Nope. Um, and, and the goaltending, yeah, still, still very much a problem. All right. You know, so speaking of this McDavid like injury thing, remember in the uh, 15-16 season when Carey Price only played 12 games, was out for the entire year. Montreal, which was supposed expected to make the playoffs that year, uh, you know, finished like I don't know 22nd in the league or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what Mark Bergevin had had in like the locker room for a few years was the big kind of like no excuses banner. <laughs> and then remember at that, that, that postseason press conference, he yeah. was like, I'm fairly confident if Carey Price did not get injured, we would not be here today. Um, 
And then, like, within weeks, that no excuses thing was just removed. Incredible. Just taken down. That's too funny. I know. That's, like, sitcom level. level <laughs> yeah. Actually... Yeah. Uh, that's good. Huh. Wow, we love that. Um, some yeah. excuses. Some excuses allowed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Conor McDavid is the biggest excuse if he's, if he's injured, you know? So. Yeah. So do it. Do it. Save your job. Even if it's for the wrong reason, do it anyways. Yeah. It'll end up paying off. Um, so yeah, that's that's the big news this week. What other we had some other small transaction stuff. Um, we had Kalen Addison. Did you see you said the Kalen Addison trade was small? I don't know. It was pretty small. It was a fifth round pick he got back. But Kalen Addison. Sure. That's not a small asset. Fair enough. That's the best defenseman on the San Jose Sharks you're talking about, and I'm not joking at all. Oh, absolutely. I'm sorry to have offended him. Um, and uh, yeah, so San, to San Jose for Adam Raska and a fifth round pick to Minnesota. Um, Strange. And then Minnesota turns around and gets Zach Bogosian for what was it? Was it a seventh? Seventh. Seventh to Tampa. Yeah, seventh to Tampa. Yeah. So can you explain to me what Minnesota's thinking? No. Can you try? I can try. Um, it's that they think Kalen Addison is they can't trust Kalen Addison, right? Um, aside from on the power play. And they think, you know, they can they can find a replacement with him on the power play, I think. Is this version that's playing right now? Yeah. Um, I think they, they think he the the, the jump isn't big enough to warrant keeping Kalen Addison around when they just flat out don't trust him at any other phase of the game, particularly defensively. Um, and then, so that's that's the shipping out side of things. Um, I, I think they don't really think he's an NHL level defender at anywhere other than the power play. Um, and then they like the big bad old Bogosian, so they went and got him to replace him. And upgraded the draft pick, got a, a decent sure. prospect too. Okay. Man, within a, a span of like what is it, eight months? Minnesota went from too many offensive-minded right-shot defensemen, Matt Dumba, John Klingberg, and Kalen Addison, to none of them. (laughs) They let Dumba walk in free agency. They let Klingberg walk in free agency. And all signs are pointing to they're letting Kalen Addison shine through. And they give him a month and decide not good enough. Crazy. Everyone really feels like they give him a proper shot. It's just a month. Of course it's not a... Yeah, I can understand he doesn't look good. You know, fine. But even so, you know, shelter him. Give him some more runway, please. Because on your right, you also got Jared Spurgeon and Brock Faber. Yeah. Is Kalen Addison really just that bad defensively? Apparently, I mean, they haven't looked good defensively, to be fair, yeah. at all in the Wild this year, um, especially given what we expect from the Wild. But it still feels like he should have gotten more, especially you know he does bring a significant offensive upside that you don't really get elsewhere on this team defensively, yeah. right? So. Yeah, that's probably their. He probably has the most offensive upside on out of that decor, and they just shipped him off for a fifth round pick. And Adam Raska. And Adam Raska, and they replaced him with Zach Bogosian. Yes, this is a terrible move, yeah. on the part of Bill Guerin on both fronts. It's a downgrade. I think this is a great choice for Tampa Bay. Yeah, sure. Free seventh. Yeah, sure. Clear up a little cap room. Okay, $800,000. Can't hurt. Yep, and I think the Sharks are the big winners in all this. Because they got Kalen Addison, a new number one defenseman. Yeah, and they can afford to give him all the runway he could possibly want. Yes. Um, Because, yeah, he's, like you're saying, he's the best defenseman on the Sharks now, even with all his, his flaws defensively. Um, Starting to think just... now with now that he's there, they might have a shot at 40 points. Okay. You might, this might be the catalyst that ruins my happiness. Yeah. Um, that would be unfortunate. I wish him the worst. Now I'm a Kalen Addison guy. Yeah. I hope he doesn't bring another 40 points. Bring him to 37. So that we can have a party. 
Yeah, absolutely. Pizza, pizza. Sure. Awesome. All right. That's the Kalen Addison trade and Zach Lagosian trade. Let's talk about the other defenseman who might get traded. Yeah, Nikita Zadorov. Yeah. Requests a trade, makes it public. I actually, before I even saw that he requested a trade, the headline I saw was basically like, Nikita Zadorov will be a great fit in Toronto. I was like, oh, is Nikita Zadorov trade to Toronto? And I click on it, and I was like, no, he wasn't. He was just requesting a trade. And everyone is going, oh, Toronto. It'll be Toronto. Obviously, Toronto. And did you see the, the rumor that apparently the Leafs and Flames played very recently? Yeah. One of the Leafs players said to Zadorov on the ice, you're exactly what we need. Oh, that's some weak-ass mentality. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, man, come join our team, please. We need you. As if he will decide. Yes. As if he will go, I guess. I decided. I guess I want to join he the team that is begging for me. <laughs> Beg, beg for me on the ice, and Toronto did that, so I'll go. Who do you now. think it was? I don't fucking. I don't know the least personalities enough. Let's to... let's let's think. Let's make guesses. Okay. Um, Ryan Reeves, Austin Matthews. You think? Where was Matthews or Marner? One of the top guys. He was one of the forwards. You think? Oh yes, I think yeah, it was one of the forwards. Okay. You think a defenseman is going to be like shitting on Marner? I think it's Marner. Yeah. It's really it's really hitting me. Yeah. You know? I think it's Marner. He's that type of guy. He's absolutely that type of guy. Hey, man. We'd love to have you on the team. We really need you. My defense so bad. Uh, yeah. You see John in his own zone. Yeah, oh, man. He sucks. He sucks. Timmy Lilligren's injured. Ah, we need you, Nikita. We need you. Yeah. <laughs> man, so I hope uh, the door will go somewhere else. <laughs> Why? At least don't get him. You, 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 so Mitch Marner's unhappy. Okay, all right. <laughs> but yeah, no, they're different in the trade rumor with with Calgary defenseman in general. Like Kristanov, Kristanov, Noah Hannafin too. That one's quiet. What? It's quiet on the Hannafin front these days. You think? Yes, this is what you hear. Well, I, I, what I hear is nothing on Hannafin, so it's quiet. Okay. I, I thought I saw something. Anyways, they're talking. That's that's what counts. All right. And uh, I just remember over the off season, actually, I guess it hadn't really occurred to me, because. Yeah. There was all the Flames players within the span of two days basically said, like, yeah, I don't want to stay here. Yeah. Remember that? And then to trade it to Foley for that terrible return, we were thinking, okay, here comes the fire sale. Like, nothing else happened. You know, they fired the coach. Out. Yeah, that too. And then, and then they, they wanted to stay. Um, Big coincidence. But uh, I still, I mean, it's not like any of them have re-opt. So I think, like, Lindholm, Hannafin, in addition to Tanev, Zadorov, uh, who else were the names who were like, oh, I may not stay? Was that, I guess those were the main ones. I think so, yeah. But, I mean, if the Flames continue to suck, got to imagine there will be a fire sale in Calgary between now and the deadline. Yeah, absolutely. There has been no winning stretch since they all fucking decided they want to leave and then went, doubled back on that, right? So That's true. Yeah, they're just as miserable, theoretically. I'll bait without Daryl Sutter as their coach. I I'll bait. imagine that helps. Yes, I'll bait. I'll be it. I'll be it. I say I'll be it. Really? I don't know. You might be right. Because it's, it's actually a compound of three words. Really? I'll be it. Huh. I'll be it. I'll be it. I'll Just be like it. where? With all. <laughs> that one was a joke. All right. Well done. Thank you. I'll be it. I'll be it. All right. Cool. Um, anything else? Um, hmm. The well, thing with like Zadorov. Yeah. And these like least rumors... Is you have to ask like what's going back the other way, because the Leafs are at the cap basically. Hmm. And Zadorov, what's his cap hit? Like three seven five. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And you could retain up to, what would it be, like 1.8 something mm-hmm. around there. So what on the Leafs kind of balances that out? I mean, we'll take David Camp? Sure. Ryan Reeves. <laughs> See, Reeves was healthy scratched. Yeah, that, that's not working out. Could have seen that coming. Yeah. Jeez, all these additions that he's made, Brad Trilliving, that is, yeah. have not worked out. Domi's getting better. Yeah. But Bertuzzi was like on the fourth line at one point. Yeah. Who could have seen this coming? You know, I feel so vindicated in my Brad Trilliving ante. I'm less scared of the Maple Leafs. Kyle Dubas is what made them scary. I take. I'm really living it right now. See, I was kind of like shit. They look all scared and shit. They're all like 500, 500 team, maybe a slightly above. Yeah. I mean, like the the Klingberg one especially has worked out so much worse than anyone could have possibly imagined it would. Yeah. He was healthy scratch too, wasn't he? You can send him back. Klingberg. Wave him? Oh, send send him back back in the trade. Oh, yeah. Give up? You know. I'm sure they would love to. Include Klingberg as part of but, that. But you know, you send the obviously you send the assets uh, down the other way because there's no real other way to do it, right? You have to send a contract you don't really love the other way. There's no one enticing that that you can really use to balance the cap sheet. Not to use other prospects and draft picks for that. The other on the Steve Angle podcast, they were also talking about something around like Zadorov and Tanev for TJ Brody and something else. Okay, sure. With with, but like, what is TJ Brody here? Like, a, a defenseman? Like, is he an asset for the Flames that yeah. you can? But also a necessary cap balance. Right. So, but that's the thing. That's my question is like, do the Flames want TJ Brody as an asset? Or in this case, is it just a cap balance that you have to pay more to give away? My guess is the Flames would want TJ Brody as an asset. Yeah, you think? Because I think they think this is a one-off terrible start, terrible year. And and they want to be contending moving forward. They need to get TJ Brody before he comes in UFA so they can re-sign him or some shit. Is TJ Brody, he's not, is he about to be in UFA? Yes. Oh, really? Upcoming UFA. Oh, that deal went by fast. <laughs> it did. How many years is it? Four? I get. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when did they... They signed him in 2020? Yes, they did. 2020 to 2024. Yes, so it is almost country. 2024. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Huh. Time just keeps going by. It just That's how it goes. Um, in the same way we have... Now, we've been recording for 50 minutes or so. It's time for Guess Who? Yep. Let's roll. So, so this week, because of the Woodcroft and Oilers stuff, we picked the Oilers this week. Easy choice. Easy choice. And Easy here are choice. our players. Stuart Skinner, Calvin Picard, Jack Campbell. That's all of them. Only goalies this week. All right. Sounds good. Just kidding. I'm going to pick. All right. Yep. Do we want to try that one week? We just have like six players. That's stupid. <laughs> anyway, John Lerner, Seven Bouchard, Matias Eckholm, Cody C.C., Brett Kulak, Vincent Aaron, Philip Robert, Carmen McDavid, Leon Dressel, Ryan Newton, Tompkins, Zach Hyman, Evander Kane, Ryan McLeod, Connor Brown, Matias Yanomark, Derek Ryan, Dylan Holloway, Warren Fogel. New signing Sam Gagne. And what is this, his third stint with the Oilers? <laughs> James Hamblin, Adam Ernie, and Raphael Lavoie. And this actually worked out nicely. It is every single player who's played at least a game for the Oilers this season, plus one, which is Callum Picard, who's on the roster anyway. That's perfect. It really is. Worked out beautifully. All right. Um, so what happened? Was it a tie last time? Uh, was it a miracle tie? Was that what it was? It yeah, it was the miracle Mike Hoffman Sharks tie. So, but I am the most recent winner when we did Vancouver on September 26th. Yeah. Which means that, uh, you will have home guest advantage, but I'm just going to start by picking my player on random.org. Sure. Give me a brief moment. Just copying and pasting and 
and doing all that stuff and hitting the button and got my player. All right, cool. Of yours. Yep. All right. So then I shall guess. Why don't I sort by draft spot? Mm. Love this one. Cool. Was your player drafted in the top 35? Yes. Down to 12. All right. Was your player drafted by the Edmonton Oilers? No. Okay. Hmm. Ooh. Was your was the position? Uh, let me refer, let me think away. The overall number of the draft pick that your player was picked in was that an odd number? Yes. Okay. So, goodbye to the fourth overall <clears throat> pick. Goodbye to the sixth overall pick. Goodbye to the eighth and tenth overall picks. And goodbye to the 14th overall pick. I'm down to seven, but it's a good seven. Okay. All right. Um, sure. Was Does your player's last name begin with E or earlier in the alphabet? Uh, no, wait, no. That's that's not my question. 27. <laughs> 21. <laughs> 21. I sorted by the wrong column. 21 or less in the alphabet. Uh, no. 21 does my player's number. first name start with 21 or less in the alphabet? <laughs> I was a fucking great <laughs> Your player's number 21 or less. There you go. Yes. Yes. 21 or less. Okay. Down to six. Very nice. All right. Ooh, this is a very, very interesting group of seven I have here before me. Is your Was your player... Oh, what do I... Was your player drafted by the Edmonton Oilers? Uh, yes. All right. Down to four. McDavid, Drysaddle, Nugent Hopkins, and Darnell Nurse. Very nice. Is it? Sure. Um, all right. Was your player drafted in the first three rounds? Yes. All right. Cool. Down to three. Sounds good. All right. What to do, what to do. Was your player a first overall pick? Yes. All right. Very interesting. Okay. Down to two. Down to two. I can take the win right here. You could. It's your player. So I CC Ernie Yanmark. Three three bums, relatively speaking. You know. Um, is your player Adam Ernie? No. Fuck. Is your player Ryan Nugent Hopkins? No. Okay. Interesting. Yep. Okay. Another chance to win between CC and Yanmark. Is your player Matthias Yanmark? No. Fuck off. Is your player Connor McDavid? Yes. Is your player Cody Cece? Yes. Oh, it's God. a tie. It's a tie. No. Oh, you got McDavid oh, and it was in a tie. Get it. Get it. Couldn't get it. See, I, if you said Cece, Ernie, Yenmark, I was thinking I might have this one. Yeah, you had it. Damn. Crap. All right. Let's go again. All right. Tie in round one. I need a win, man. All right. Okay, I got my next player. All right, I got my next player. All right, and you're guessing first this time. Okay, yeah. Um, hmm. We'll go by birthday. A good birthday question. Was your player born 21 or earlier in the alphabet? <laughs> Frame it. Uh, okay. Was your player born in 1994 or earlier? No. No. So 95 or later? Okay. 
God. Hmm. <laughs> How about uh, is your player's last name uh, Holloway or earlier in the alphabet? Yes. All yes, right. it is. Down to 13. Me too. All right. Maybe I sort by round. Yep. Was your player a first round pick? Yes. Okay. Fun. Hmm. A lot of Canadians on this team. Notice that? Sure. Uh, Canada's team. Yeah. Woo. All right. Here's a question. Sure. Oh, do I sure. Is your player a forward? Uh is my player a forward? No. Okay, very nice. Very awesome. Down to six. Okay. I'm down to six as well. Should be interesting. Um, okay. I, I know exactly what my next question is gonna be. I'm very happy for Does you. Does that intimidate you? No. Should. Doesn't at all. Uh all right. Okay. Is your player's number uh twenty nine or less? No. Okay. Exciting. Does your player shoot right? Mm, my player does not shoot right. Very very nice. I have three players left. Okay. Alright, I have three players left. I have Dylan Holloway, Philip Broberg, and Connor McDavid. Is your player Dylan Holloway? No. Fuck off. I've got... Come on. I've got Jack Campbell. Yeah. Mr. Bad Goalie. Matthias Ekholm and Philip Broberg. Yeah. Is your player... <laughs> oh, is he cooking? All right. Let me think about this, actually, a little bit. Let me think about this a little bit. Like all you want. Is your player Philip Broberg? No. Is your player Philip Broberg? No. It's not Philip Broberg? Nope. Is your player Matthias Eckholm? No. Oh, come on. Is your player Connor McDavid? Yes. (laughs) Is your player Jack Campbell? (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, then. A turn of events. Yeah, I was trying to double trick you out. Yeah, you weren't you were gonna joke me out of that, joke me out of that. No, I, I know. Well, I didn't. I wanted you to guess Broberg anyway. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I was going. There was nothing you could do. Yeah. To convince me, you just had to do whatever you did regularly. I would yeah, have picked Broberg. I, yeah. I know you would. You would have picked Broberg no matter what. Yeah. Um, but I guess I just wanted to fuck with you a little extra oh, along the oh, way. Oh, okay, okay. Because <laughs> I also <laughs> did, I figured I, I had no idea. Yeah. All right. Well, McDavid okay. double <laughs> comes up twice. All right, oh, another tie. Miserable man. Keep thinking I'm gonna have this in the bag, you know, and then shut the bag. I thought I had that one in the bag. Yeah, but you had Jack Campbell. I did. Okay, I got my player. All right. Guess away. Oh no, I'm guessing. Yeah. yeah, my bad. All right, let's sort by age. Sure. See what this turns up. Ah, uh, this turns up the most beautiful split. <laughs> Is your player 28 years old or younger? <laughs> Um, 28 or younger? Yes. Okay, down to 13. Okay. I haven't done a first name question yet. Um, okay. Yeah, that works. Does your first name begin with J or earlier in the alphabet? Yes. All right. 13. 
Who's your player? Hmm. Never mind. <laughs> scratch that. Scratch was your player. Okay. Uh, let me try a numbers question, actually. I feel like that's what I need. Uh, this will fuel you. This will fuel me. Okay. Your player is number 55 or less. Uh, no. Okay. I'm okay. at seven. All right. Is your, was your player a first-round pick? No. Okay. Down to six. Okay. Whew. I'm on shaky ground. Not feeling extremely confident right now. Okay. I admit. Interesting. Let me sort by first name as well. Hmm. Is your player's... No, last name. Trying to, let me try that one. Mm, oh, I don't like that one either. Oh, God, this is horrible. Uh, should I show my number again? <laughs> no, it also doesn't wish, work. man. All right, I guess I'm showing my draft spot Get. once more. Sure. Uh, was your player drafted in the top 40? Yep. Down to four. Ooh, that's good. But it's a good four. Sure. You tell yourself. Um, what's your player? Does your player's is your player's number twenty-seven or less? Yes. Down to three, but I like the other three better. You know, which mm. is the other three. You want to tell me what the three are? No. All right. I got four. Okay. I'm gonna ask a question. Okay. I'm gonna ask. Uh, is your player 23 or younger? No. Very nice. Very nice. I think. I hope. What do you have? I'm not going to tell you. Tell me yours. Okay. Derek Ryan, Adam Ernie, Brett Kulak. Who do you got? (laughs) (laughs) No, you go. You make your guess first. This is for the win, yeah? Yes, it is. Okay. You want to tell me what it is? No. Because I could really use a win right now. <laughs> <laughs> could really use... Just in your life in general. Uh, w, sure. <laughs> yeah, that too. Um, okay. Is your player Derek Ryan? Yeah. Fuck yeah! Let's go! Is your player Ryan McLeod? Yeah, it is. And my other player was Connor McDavid. Oh. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah. That close. Beautifully. Yeah. I... Yeah, I don't know. I'm. I guess I don't have regret really. My last four were, uh, were they? It was McDavid, Broberg, uh, Raphael Lavoie, and Ryan McLeod. Oh, okay. So I was like, I'll. I definitely want McDavid on one side and Broberg on the other. Um, but if I had just shot in the dark there, I probably would have gone with Lavoie first. Ah, uh, okay. So, feels good. And you listen, Ernie Kulak. I was like, maybe you got a shot. Like I have a shot. You got here. a shot. Did I guess Derek Ryan earlier? I can't remember. I don't think he came up at all. Okay, yeah, that's that's why I picked him because I remember I took Ernie, and I take the forward when Ty goes to the forward. Yeah, so I'm not gonna take Brakulak. So, yeah, so Derek Ryan come up and randomizer. I thought it's not bode well. You know, I saw Ryan McLeod show up and I was like, yikes, I'm I'm fucked. Yeah, but and I almost was. You know, Almost him, him and McDavid together at the end. All my splits went the wrong way. 25 yeah. went to 13, 13 went to 7, 7 went to 4. Karma. Karma? What are you talking about? 
because I deserve to win. Sure. Played a good game. I played a good game. Played a good what game. What are you talking about? Yeah, you overcame uh, me getting McDavid and Campbell in the same game. Yeah. Almost had it. Well, I didn't overcome. I still lost. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. You came out of those two games with a tie, though. So. Yeah. Anyways. Um, All right. Putting this in my note, we are now tied. Lovely. Oh, overall. God. It feels so good to be tied again. I'm 3-3-6. Three, three, and six. <laughs> And in the past, one, two, three, four, five, six matches, Yeah. I have one win and three losses and two ties. Very nice. Relatively speaking, you're on fire. I'm on fire. <laughs> you know, I really needed that win. I feel like if I if I had gone, if I had lost outright with Campbell and McDavid in two of the rounds, that would have been a really bad look. I needed that win. I had McDavid in one of the rounds and I still lost. How embarrassing is that for me? <laughs> you know, you didn't have the two guys though. I I had the, I had the two big advantage dudes. Who was my first round? Cody CC. Yeah, I had CC, McDavid, Derek Ryan. Yeah. Kind of a depressing mix. Yeah, sure. Depressing in what sense? You don't want them on as your guest. I don't know. Guys. They were my losing mix. What's that? They're my losing mix. Oh, that's how it is. Yeah, you lost. They'd yeah. be your winning mix had you won. You know. Yeah. So. And on the other side of things, McDavid, Jack Campbell, and Ryan McLeod. That's a winning. That's mix. a winning mix. There's the chemistry. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan McLeod makes the, the straw that stirs the drink. The straw that stirs the camel's back. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Wow. What a great joke. Thank the, you. The Campbell's back. All right, episode done. Yep. Um, what team should we talk about this upcoming week? We said the Wild was one option. We can do the Oilers with their new coach. Eh. Um, who's who is not enough people talking about? Let me look at the standings. The Rangers. Mm. The Rangers are rock and rolling. Mm, I don't like that. And we've been and in general, I think there's a lot of quietness about it. And Alexi Lafreniere is kicking butt. Is he? He I is, haven't heard a peep he about is, this. He is ruling very hard lately. Okay. I think he had a uh, two-goal game the other night. Unfortunately, looks like they're only playing two games this week. Oh, okay, we'll see. Saturday them. and Monday. How about uh, the Panthers? They've been quietly very good. After a bad start. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's their schedule um, like? We have today, Thursday, Friday, Monday. That's too many games. Yeah, and there are, a lot of them are 10, 10, 30, yeah, so. All right. Up late. All right, who else is doing very well? Um, Can uh, do you want to do the Canucks? Well, have we not done the Canucks yet? I don't think so. Oh. And you're the biggest, world biggest Demko fan. Yeah, I am the world biggest Demko fan. So uh, Tuesday, Thursday, uh, no Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, Monday. Again, well, who plays three games this week? Because <laughs> four, <laughs> yeah, admittedly, play, is a lot. You either play two or four. Yeah, that's that's the rule. Um, fuck. Let's pick a team at random. The Blues. No, actually, no. I actually want to watch the Coyotes. Actually. Yeah, they're 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 very mediocre. The OK Coyotes. They're so mediocre. Let's it's see funny. what's up. Um, that's fucking four games. Okay, never mind. Jesus Christ, uh, he's playing three games. This is absurd. All right, this is dumb. Eeny, meeny, miny, New York Islanders. How about them? <laughs> oh, they've looked rough. Um, five game losing streak. Um, I guess they do miss Ross Johnson after all. <laughs> so there they are. Um, you could get the three games of Canucks. Uh, Kraken, Flames. I'm in. All right. Islanders week. Islanders week. It perfectly fits the depressing November mood. Sure, perfect. Elias Roken's not doing so great. I hate to see it. How's Bo Horvat and Matthew Barzal? They're actually great. They're the only people driving the offense on that team, actually. Driving the 5 game losing streak offense? Yeah. 
Oh, mm, like, kind of like being the bus driver that goes off a cliff. Okay, that's fine. As long as the bus driver is driving and hitting those miles and getting me those fantasy points by driving those miles, I'm fine. He can go whatever the fuck he wants. No, <laughs> not not I'm not invested in the bus. I'm invested in the mileage of the bus, all right? <laughs> and they're getting that mileage as the drivers. So, you know, I'm good. I'm go- I'm no complaints about Bo Horvat and Matt Barzal. And I'm sure when we watch, they'll be like... I think a better analogy for you would be they're just driving the bus very far out of their way and getting lost. But they're still driving a lot. Okay, sure. They're still driving. But what I'm saying is they're going off a cliff. Okay. Because the scoring will drive. But I'm the guy selling the fuel, yeah? So they're driving a lot. They're getting lost. They're driving off a cliff. And then you're going to lose a customer because he's going to die. Ah, no, that's fine, actually, because uh, they're, they're still... They've survived the cliff. They're just, like, badly injured and mangled, you know? So... <laughs> Or that commercial, if you're injured or maimed and you need to get claimed, call 888-8888. No, I don't know this. Never heard of this. Oh, silly as fuck. one of our friends in high school thought yeah. it was, showed it to me. Thought it was the funniest thing. Especially the phone number. That's the funniest part. <laughs> if you're injured or maimed and you need to get claimed, call 888-8888. Very nice. Yeah. I'm good, good for them. They got the number, you know. Hard yeah. to do these days, as they say. All right. In this yeah. economy, Islanders, Islanders week. I have three Islanders on my fantasy team, so I'll be very fucking invested every single time. You know who I picked up on my fantasy team? What? Brady Shea. Brady Best Shea. Best decision I've ever made. That's a stinker. That's a that's a regression candidate if I've ever seen one. Well, he has not Jesus Christ. He's ruling. No, I think honestly, uh, especially judging by that one game we watched the Hurricanes <laughs> this week. Yes, that one. With- he is okay. Uh, integral to the Hurricanes offense. All right, sure. And I'll tell you what, it's definitely an upgrade over Kevin Korchinski. So <laughs> the low bar. You know what's coming back soon? Brandon Montour. You're also coming back soon. Aaron Eckblad. Is he actually? I don't know that for sure. Okay, because Brandon Montour's in full practice, so this is this is actually imminent. Man, he's going to disappoint you so hard. Oh, he's going to be fucking great. No, you have no he's idea. He's going to be so good. Last year was such he's, an outlier. He's oh, like 70 he's points. Oh, he's going to be this incredible. Year, he's going to be world. Be, my defense he's gonna be, my defense Montour. score is going to be incredible. He's going to have the Calder winner. going to have the bounce back candidate of the year in Montour. But he bounced back, Candid. He bounced back from the injury. Uh, right? <laughs> at the beginning of the season, you have last year's Norris, Eric Carlson. We have this year's Norris, Roman Yost. It's going to be fucking great. It's going to be easy. All right. Yeah, I think that's it for us. The end. <laughs> <laughs>